Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Now, all you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Now, who couldn't use $1 million? I certainly could. You certainly could. And download the app now so you can get a chance to win that $1 million. Enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like who will score last, who will score first, who will uh, take a kickoff for a touchdown, for instance. And boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion. That's billion with a B to its players since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. Yeah, download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink When along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize But listen, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Arbor, Unger, Picker, Plager, Rab, McDonald, Shock, Hall, Chris Moore, Patey, Harvey, Jimmy, Robert, Sabarin, Baronson, Thompson, Eggers, Hester, Barrow, Pierre, Plant, Jock, Plant, Gossip, Merrick, Gritzer, Bono, Stevenson, Davidson, St. Marseille, McCreary, Leffley, Ecclestone, Huck, Palace, Harry, Talbot, Keenan, Sandy, Yassi, yes sir, I'm a blues fan, yes sir, I'm a blues fan, heartbreak's all I knew, man, that team from old St. Lou, man, got a cup in here, 52, man, give me a let's go blues. Let's go blues! 
now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast, Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Thank you, Tom Calhoun, and hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley Cup power, too sweet to be sour, and if you're so clueless, we are talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin, live from Enterprise Center, joined, as always, by my comrade, Wags, who unfortunately is not at Enterprise Center, but still holding down the fort. How's it going, bud? Uh, well, it was going a lot better until that game happened tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm just, once again, jealous of you and your ability to be down there at Enterprise Center for the last couple of games. But you know what? That's the perks of working at KMOX, and I just I just got to keep working my ass harder to get there. So if you're listening to the uh, audio version of this, you may notice I don't sound the usual way that I do. That's because I'm using a headset here at the game. And uh, if you're watching us on Facebook or on Twitter or YouTube or wherever you can find us, I want to assure you this is not a green screen. Uh, I can actually reach behind here, and this is real open air here. That is the actual Blues rink right behind me where they attempted to play hockey tonight. I say attempted because uh, the execution, well, they got executed uh, on offense to be quite frankly and uh, we're going to talk about that for this episode here that's all we're going to talk about is uh, the uh, series with the Kings kind of uh, talking about where the Blues are right now and looking forward to the uh, series with Vegas uh, coming up this week Uh, two games that will uh, not be easy to say the least so uh, we need some help to vent our spleen here uh, Wags and uh, we've got someone with us here Uh, he's uh, not going to do one of his aloha commentaries but rather we're going to hear his commentary uh for this whole episode i'm talking about guy the hawaii blues fan tom calhoun why don't you uh, introduce us to guy and now from honolulu hawaii via st louis starting in the pacific ocean guy the hawaii blues fan Aloha. How's it going, Guy? Guy, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. I'm Guy, the dis- I'm a pissed off Blues fan. Uh, clearly, Aloha. clearly, yeah, a little, a little uh, disgruntled tonight, and a uh, <laughs> um, little discombobulated, just kind of like how Vince Dunn was tonight on uh, defense. So, uh, let's get into it, boys. Uh, five to three loss tonight against LA after a uh, win Saturday night. Uh, just from my vantage point here at Enterprise Center, it looked like the Blues were caught a little flat-footed tonight. Uh, Wags, let's go ahead and start off with you. Uh, what did you see uh, at from home? Uh, that's exactly what I saw too. Uh, completely flat-footed in the first two periods. I mean, they jumped that third and kind of made it a game, but. They just looked like they were a step behind, and we've seen that, unfortunately, in the second games of all three of these series is where they just they haven't looked good. And, and that's something that you know might be a, a cause for concern right now, but I've been telling all the people that I've been talking to you t- tonight that you got to remember, this is essentially the, the last preseason game because they didn't have any preseason games. So yep. going into this Vegas series, 
that's really where I'm going to start to look and see, okay, where are the issues? Are they making changes? Are they making adjustments? Uh, and are they continuing to play McCullough in uh, the defensive partnership as you have basically put out on Twitter uh, a fire sale when it comes to getting McCullough in all the games? Hashtag start McCullough, man. That's 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 the way it's got to be. The guy, and I watched him tonight, and you know he was one of the Blues defensemen that actually did show up uh, with his uh, uh, lunchbox ready to go to work tonight. And uh, uh, you got to wonder after tonight whether Vince Dunn will be uh, uh, maybe sitting up in the press box, you know, for at least a game to kind of uh, think about his sins as. We hear the booze coming in from Hawaii. Uh, Guy, uh, your assessment tonight of the Blues and uh, one Vince Dunn. Well, uh, Vince Dunn is done. Uh, he needs to <laughs> sit a couple of games. Uh, that that was not, not, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. He was constantly, constantly just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was beat like a, like a, a stray dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, consistently, it, it was bad. You, and you know what? You want to know how bad it was? How? Um, how bad was it? Wags, you got that? See that that screen share I got up? Yeah. Play that. All right. Oh, I think I have to hit play on my side. You ready? Yep. <laughs> okay. This is how bad it was. Today, after the pre-game meeting, Coach Craig Berube was asked who would start in goal. His answer was, it'll be a game-time decision. That has everybody wondering who is going to start in goal. Oh, I wonder, wonder who, who's going to start in goal. Tell me, tell me, tell me, oh, who's going to start in goal? I've got to show the answer, is it finished thin or who's so? Oh, I wonder, I wonder who, who's going to start in goal? <laughs> hey, that worked. I'll take I'll take that as a bonus all day long. It actually worked. Hey, Wags, I think Luke Whitman has some competition here on, on Blue Notes for uh, uh, Minister of Music. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I feel like uh, we're slacking a little bit, Tom. We haven't, we haven't uh, put our singing chops out there yet. No, uh, and well, I did sing a little bit uh, yesterday when Country Roads played. So, uh, and we saw how good that was. Not um, <laughs> by, the, by the way, uh, by the way, they did not play Country Roads tonight here at Enterprise Center. Uh, Country Roads was absent, so uh, uh, I don't know. I we'll, we'll blame John Denver for the loss uh, on this one for not for not showing up to the game himself. Um, but getting back to you know Dunn, you know. Get looking completely abysmal out there. Um, 
we've seen this from Dunn before where, you know, you at times he looks like a top pairing defenseman. He is an excellent puck mover, an excellent play driver. The analytics community just loves Vince Dunn and uh, his, his, his analytical stats always look great. But then at other times, as our uh, friend Gabriel Foley point, uh, pointed out tonight, he looks like a candidate for the waiver wire. And tonight was one of those nights where he looked like a waiver wire candidate. Now, I will say, you know, he didn't look bad for the rest of the game. I think uh, I, I get the feeling Craig Berube probably put the fear of God in him or threatened to stuff him in a locker, you know, during intermission. I mean, that would certainly do it for me, uh, getting uh, my game back up and running. But, uh, uh, Guy, what's uh, what's how do we fix Vince Dunn and uh, make it so that he doesn't uh, keep pulling this crap on us? Send, send him to Hawaii and don't have him have a return ticket. <laughs> oh, that, so so basically your plan. Yeah. You know, hey, that, this is – look, you know I love my blues. You absolutely know I love my blues. But I am honest to a fault about my blues. In fact, so honest, I have people trying to kill me because I'm so honest. But that's whoa, where, whoa, 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 whoa. You got a, <laughs> you got a bounty on your head? Uh, well, after that article I wrote about Barubi, I would think so. <laughs> but there, there was there was some really really bad stuff today, and it, it always seemed to start with. And this is going to kill you, Tom. It started with Nikola and losing a skate blade. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like the curse was already in effect. Yeah, you know? it, it just kind of kind of went from there and it's look i got nothing against Mikkel, and i think he sprained his ankle i really do because if you notice when he came back out he still had some speed but he was tender on his uh he was tender on his left a lot he, he kept you know how, how he normally spins to his right or to his left he spun to his right after that so you know maybe maybe something there but uh the thing that that just chapped me was you at fourteen twenty six. You take a lead on Shin and Kai go, <laughs> and then just shit the bed. What is that? How do you only take seven shots in the first period at home? You are a big, big, heavy team. Use it. Take shots. This is what we talked about at the intermission. And, and that's what I was was trying to get at. And boy, they came out and just laid another fucking egg. Yeah, they really did tonight. And it just kind of felt from the jump watching the game from my vantage point that L.A. was ready to go from puck drop. It was almost like they didn't even play a game yesterday. They had a lot of jump. Uh, they were peppering Huso with shots from the go. I mean, it was almost as if they knew that, hey, we get shots on you know this rookie goaltender. We might have a chance at this one and getting some points here. Uh, and that's just basically what they did. They executed their game plan. They uh, just it really, it wasn't anything too special other than just pumping shots at Huso all game long and actually kind of, you know, getting some lucky bounces here and there. I will say the Kings had some puck luck tonight going for uh, for them for sure. And it's important that when we're talking about Huso here, you know, yes, he allows five goals. Um, I don't think really, and I was hard on him at first tonight, but I really don't think this one is on Huso eggs. I really don't. No, no, it's um, it, it's definitely not. I mean, he, he got hung out to dry so much in the game tonight. Uh, you know, 
puck bounces going the wrong way. I mean, that one that Dunn tried to throw cross ice, that got knocked down by the stick and then goes in and two-on-one, they score there on the backhand. And then the, the, the Elias Anderson out of the penalty box, that, that's another one where you look at Dunn and go, what the hell are you doing? You, you Basically, you saw a breakaway and you completely give up and don't hustle to get back into the zone. And Anderson missed the first shot. He missed the second shot. And if Dunn was hustling his ass off like he should have been, that puck may not have gone in. And and that's the whole thing. I mean, L.A. just, they, they, they came in, they hustled, they played. They were a young team, essentially. I mean, I think, honestly, I think they're actually one of the oldest teams in the, in the, in the league. But that's they all are. because of the five guys that were Stanley Cup champions. So they're a young, hungry team. And it's a team that, as Colorado saw as well, you can't really overlook them as well. They're a very, very good team. And you're almost there, Tom. There you go. There you go. That better be that better be alcoholic or charged at least. Uh, no comment. I want to keep my credentials uh, here at the at Blues games. Uh, I, w- I I wish this was alcoholic, honestly, because I need some. Uh, you know, pretty bad here. So, uh, guy, are you worried about Huso at all after his first two games, uh, allowing nine goals, um, or or are you with 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 me and Wags and that his defense is not doing him any favors? Can I let the sailor out? Let him out. Absolutely, I'm worried. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm worried. He there, needs to there, I, look, look I, you got to look at it's not just numbers. It's quality of what he saved. He's made a few quality saves. But some of these goals are, are goals, you know, rookie mistakes. This guy's not a rookie. You know, if this was if he was an 18-year-old coming straight into the league, okay. This guy's played for three years in the AHL. I'm sorry. He's not a rookie goaltender. The AHL, those guys are fighting for a spot. They're they're pushing and shoving and biting and, and, and fingering and all of that stuff, just like they are in the NHL. So it's no different. And there's a lot of things with Huso. That concerned the shit out of me. And I tell you what, this is an Armstrong mistake. Do you know why he traded Allen? Financial. No, it's not. Huso's on a one-way deal. He had to get rid of one of the goalies and nobody would take Huso. I still, I still think the Allen's contract played into it because if you, if you still have Jake Allen on this team, you don't have Mike Hoffman. That's just that's just the way it is. You could have you could have LTIR Steen and still fit in Jake Hall, uh, Jake Allen's contract. But now that Allen is gone, you're able to bring in a guy like Mike Hoffman, which we could talk about him now because it looked like at times tonight he was breaking out of his you know early season funk, and he still just he's not on the scoring board quite yet. I'm personally am a little concerned. I, but then again, I was warned from Shane Ryan of the Sens Hour podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network, who saw Hoffman for years in Ottawa. Hoffman is a guy that will disappear on you at times, and we have kind of seen that a little bit already. It's, um, you know, there's I, I know there's a bit of an adjustment period for him. He just got on the team right before, uh, right right around the you know the turn of the year. He hasn't had he's been he's been a member of the St. Louis Blues organization for less than a month. 
Uh, so you're, you're, I guess one could say that, okay, he's still warming up. And at times it looked like he was, you know, at least a threat to score uh, a couple times tonight and uh, maybe uh, coming out of his shell a little bit. But I am a little concerned that uh, he's been being kept off the scoreboard because that's why you bring in a guy like Hoffman to score. You don't have him play two-way defense because that's not his game. You don't have him be a playmaker. You have him out there to score, and he has yet to score. Uh, Wags, are you worried about Hoffman? Uh, Once again, no, I'm not because, just like I said earlier, this is essentially the end of the preseason. You don't see guys really starting to click until, you know, week two or three into the season. And yes, being a shortened season, you can't really, you don't really have that luxury. But look how long it took for the Blues in 2019 to really gel as a team and really get guys going. The only guy that really did anything was Ryan O'Reilly. And I think that's more of an outlier than an, ex- than an expectation. So, you know, Hoffman's getting chances. Like you said, he had a couple of uh, opportunities tonight uh, that Jonathan Quick was able to make saves on. Uh, but he's shooting the puck. That's the thing. He doesn't look like he's scared to shoot the puck. And as this season goes on, I would expect him to really start going on a, on a streak here. And as one of our Facebook listeners said, Hoffman is a streaky player. We've seen that here before. David Backus was a streaky player. He doesn't have the offensive capabilities of a Mike Hoffman. But when you get a guy really going on a hot streak, Watch out. Mike Hoffman can put pucks into the net, and and Luke has it right on. I'd like to see more five-on-five time for Hoffman to actually settle in. That's a huge, huge piece of this is the fact that the Blues are playing so much of the game on the PK that guys are not getting into a rhythm. Guy, what is it? Do you think it's the NHL, you know, just calling more ticky-tack penalties to start the season, or is there a real problem with the Blues here with the uh, penalties? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um... I want to get back to Hoffman real quick. Sure. Uh, something that I and, and I'm not trying to talk myself up, but Tom, <laughs> you see my board. You see my board. I, I yeah. Took a picture of my board. And w- the first thing I had on my board was Hoffman seeing ice well. He is. I absolutely thought that he was seeing the lanes, seeing the open ice, and understanding the system much much better than uh, others have in the past. Uh, I'm trying to do something real quick. There we go. I wanted to move to a better place. There Um, you go. (laughs) So, no, Hoffman is not the issue per se. And you want to know who else is a streaky player? Who? Every other player in the NHL. (laughs) That's true. Okay. I I know. I mean, no one scores a goal every game. Very few are a point point per game. No one has an 82 game scoring streak. Even Gretzky, who. Broke the record, didn't score in every single game. So, just just about did, but then you only make one grip, so, you know, yeah. Okay, but but that's the point I, I'm trying to get at, right? Uh, they're all streaky, and, and I'm not worried about hopping. I am concerned about discipline. Yeah. Too many of these penalties. Absolute, um, uh, what do you call it? Point, to prove the point, Thomas, face-off violation. <laughs> putting That's his hand on the puck during the faceoff. Come on, you got a Stanley Cup ring on you. You've been in the league a couple of years. You know much, much better than that. That's discipline. Yeah. O'Reilly. O'Reilly is trying to be. I don't want to even say this. He he's got C-itis. Right? Yeah, Captain C-itis. Yeah. Yeah, he's got C-itis, and, and 
three penalties in he had 10 penalty minutes in 60 or 70 games last year. He's got six already in five games. You know, we're at the 10% point of the season. Wags, and I completely disagree with you on something. You said we don't have that luxury. You're right. We don't have that luxury, but you can't think of this as the preseason either because the points count. Right? So because I points mean, count. I they're still 3-2-1. and one. I they are. It, but you, they are. you cannot project this out. You, what projects out more is the problems. The problems project out more because that you have to fix. And when you're working to fix something, you don't get better on the stuff you're good at. You get worse at it. That's true. So, and, and you can develop some – this is a time of the year where if you don't fix, you know, the issues with the penalties, you know, you, de- you start developing some bad habits, and those can linger on, you know, throughout the rest of the season. I mean, keep in mind, these guys did not get the usual training camp. You know, they had a very quick ramp up to the season. And so, I mean, we, we, we still – I still feel like, you know, we, 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 we have to keep the disgruntled Blues fan away from this uh, chat here guy for just a little while because <laughs> it's – Still early, okay. It is still early. Um, that you know, it'll be fine. I think. I mean, the fact that they're three, two, and one, you know, at this point of the season. I mean, that's not the worst start in the world. I mean, we have seen far worse starts uh, from this Blues team, as you just saw the uh, scoreboard uh, starting to go out here. We'll see uh, how long they keep the lights on here. Um, just like uh, um, hopefully uh, the Blues can uh, rebound this week against Vegas, but. Uh, um, yeah, it's just the, the the face-off violation penalty. I just had to laugh at that just because it's like, God, they're literally inventing ways to go into the penalty box now. I mean, we but we did not see the too many men on the ice penalty. I think maybe they have solved that. Finally, baby steps, okay? Baby steps. Uh, Exactly, exactly. Big round of applause for that. So, uh, but it just, the troubling thing here is the fact that the Blues are in a division where points might be hard to come by at times. And you know that you have the halves with the Blues, Avs, uh, Golden Knights, and, you know, the Wild, and maybe the Coyotes. And then you have the have nots in, you know, LA, San Jose, and Anaheim, the California teams. When you're taking on these California teams, you know, like we, you know, like the Sharks or like the Kings, you need to get at least three points out of these series, if not four. They did the job against San Jose, uh, bouncing back from that horrific 8 nothing loss, which I guess we can all be thankful that uh, Huso didn't allow eight goals this game. Um, you know, positives, positives. Um, but, uh, you know, against the Kings, they end up with just two out of four points. That has to be disappointing, and that has to be concerning because now you're going into a Vegas, uh, series with Vegas. Vegas is hot right now. They're probably the best team in the NHL right now, if not at least top three, just in terms of how they're playing lately. So going into that series, stumbling like this, I, I am a little concerned about the immediate future. Um but I, I think there's still time to turn this thing around. It's just we got to get those points, Wags. We've got to get those points against these, you know, these bottom feeders. Because that, because in the end, when you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. 
Yeah, no, no. Look at what uh, Colorado's had to go through as well. Colorado is sitting at three, three and zero on the year. They're a point behind the Blues right now. One of the Stanley Cup favorites. So, not just the Blues are struggling. I mean, Colorado lost to Anaheim tonight. So, the Blues aren't the only teams struggling against these so-called bottom feeder teams. Vegas is the only one that's really taken advantage. And we talk about Arizona, two, three and one right now. They're at five points, but it's still early, and that's why, like I said, it's. You can't be concerned, but you kind of have to be concerned. I do agree with Guy that, you know, you can't think of it as preseason, but that's just where they're at in their state of return. You have to get as many points as you possibly can, and it's it's a shame that they didn't get at least a point tonight because that would have put them at eight and kept them tied with Minnesota for second place. But you see what happens. It's a back-to-back, as one listener points out. It's a back-to-back games. Those are difficult to win. L.A. came out and and they jumped on us. That's the thing that's going to be different about this year is even if you have back-to-back games, there's not going to be any travel involved. You know, you're already there. You've you slept in the same bed. So that's going to be another wrinkle that's kind of added into this season that the back-to-back games are not like they are they used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so we're we're going into the Vegas series here, Guy. And of course, you're the one that dropped the bomb track on uh, Coach Berube uh, in your NSTLFanReport.com. So if you're Coach Berube, how are you getting these boys, you know, ready to go against a very tough Vegas team uh, if you're Coach Berube, Guy? I'm looking at this one game at a time, and I'm looking at what you're going to take on against Vegas, what Vegas is. Now, Vegas beat. Arizona tonight, one to nothing. And that's that's telling you that Vegas is – that's slipping a little. They should have beat Arizona a little bit better than that. Um, Vegas is white for the taking. They just lost a game the other day, I think it was, to the to Arizona. They lost their first game to Arizona. Yep. So you've got to go into Vegas with one thing on mind. Kiss. <laughs> Kiss. Keep it right. simple, stupid. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody said that. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Get right back. Right back to what you are as a team. Yeah. Stop worrying about what Krug can do. Stop worrying about what Hoffman can do. Worry about what you are as a team. Don't worry about being a leader. You are a leader. You have to do what makes you good. Where the Blues, everyone looks at the Blues and goes, oh, they're a dirty team. No, they're a heavy team. There's a difference between dirty team and heavy team. Boston is a dirty team. Any team that has Brad Marchand is a dirty team. That's dirty. Well, we've got Kyle Clifford, so, I mean, we're trying to, to keep up with the Joneses, I guess, there. Uh, Clifford, uh, by the way, uh, looked uh, very physical tonight. Um, I haven't, you know, we, we haven't seen that goal-scoring touch we saw in Colorado from uh, uh, Clifford since then. But uh, uh, I will say this, I mean, Barubi seems to like Clifford because he started all but one game, uh, the game that uh, Sammy Blake came back in. So, I guess we're going to have to uh, to uh, get used to him, I guess. Um 
All right, so we do have one final treat for you here uh, before they uh, yank me out of the suite here at the uh, Enterprise Center so they can clean it. Um, we uh, have Luke Whitbin dropping us his week two uh, rap review with us here. Now, he, he recorded this before tonight's game, so he might be a little more positive than we are. But you know what, Wags guy, we need some positivity here. So uh, let's go ahead and hear um, Luke Whitbin's latest rap beat Finally back to St. Louis, they were feeling the blues Going down ain't risk, is no way to lose Now the team won't admit this, but I'll tell the truth I was glad to see the Sharks and essential workers too A chance to fix the special teams that were no good Against a team that is rebuilding and was starting dupes First power play chance, it didn't click So LeBlanc came back out and scored on a tip But the PK was no better cause they left Couture alone Even though they were down two, I still felt they were in control Falk out of the box, scores an early goal, then Hawk with this first, but it wouldn't hold. O'Reilly back in the box. Scandela blocks a pass, but it tees up burns. Shark score on every chance, but the Blues keep working. And Kairou's fast. Blows by Carlson to Scrum and Susan. Shem with the blast. Peron was looking for O'Reilly. Tried to pass it through. Justin, don't give up flying fall. He tipped it in. Thank you. But despite the domination, they would tie it. Guess who? The toothless wonder. What a blunder. Colin Jordan, Kairou. The kid's on fire as he wired through legs under the bar. It took a while, but he's finally becoming a star. The Blues would hang on, but Hang on, we still got a problem with the special team, so maybe we should stay out the box. So we move on to game two, and here's the recap. That wasn't a mistake, it's just that nothing really happened. If the Blues won't finish their game, why should I have to keep rapping? Yeah, we got out with a point, but only three shots in the third, none in OT, and in the shootout, first to miss the net, absurd. Now it wasn't all bad. They scored no power play goals, and we gave them a chance, because we took seven all told. I got a three-year-old at home, and she can count to five, so why can she? But the Blues can't keep the six-man off the ice. All right, I'll be nice. I like how Bennington played. He got help from the post, but still made 37 saves, and Kairu made another play that let Chen pick a goal up, and I really like the minutes that we got from Nick McCullough the power play will score if you give it some time but like coach said we need everyone to fall in line chief didn't mention names but here's my list Scandella, Krug, Dunn, Perron, and Thomas they had to play better the team needs confidence so there was no better time to play Los Angeles but the Kings had the chances when the game began Kempe, Clegg, and Velarde couldn't get the puck and St. Louis on the man advantage a sore spot for the Blues but they finally got a goal from Tory Krug Kempe scored in the second we put a stop to their fun cause just two minutes later it was Thomas to Dunn but Thomas wasn't done with the nifty plays he set Piran up for the third goal with a pass through some legs things were looking up for the Heritage Blue then the penalty started that familiar tune first one then two then a Gunnarsson hold too many men on the ice led to a five on three goal the momentum was gone but the Blues had the lead and as the clock ticked on they gained some energy they kept the pressure on they didn't go into a shell and they were blocking shots most notably Vascandela had to kill another penalty at end of the game. And with an empty net, Schwartz scored to salt it away. I was happy with the outcome, so no need to pout. Now I want to see more from Sanford in my cardboard cutout.
Yeah, we do need to see more from Sanford. Thank you very much, uh, Luke Whippen. Of course, uh, yeah, I guess we're not done calling players out, uh, uh, Luke, with the uh, diss track on uh, Zach Sanford there. And that's, that's another guy uh, uh, guy that uh, he's playing, you know, with quality line mates. He's up there with the um, – uh, I think he's with the uh, O'Reilly Perron line and he's been kind of invisible as well, but you know, we've kind of seen that from Sanford guy. Uh, he, he tends to another one of those guys that kind of, you know, tends to disappear. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as worried about Sanford as much. I mean, um, Sanford is one of them guys. You, you just know he, he's a role player. Yeah. And has a role player. We expect too much from him. And I think in his role, he does a very, very good job. Now, he's going to get you goals here and there, and that's fine. But don't forget what his role is. He's a third, fourth-line player. He's someone that's supposed to to wear down the other team. Um, And you think about this. You brought up Hoffman. What line is Hoffman on? I think he's on the third line right now with uh, Skorzak. Yeah. You have a 30-goal scorer on the third line. You want to know why I'm pissed off? <laughs> you got beat 5-3 to three and 8 to nothing with a 30-goal scorer on the third line. Yeah, I, I get wanting to have uh, Robert Thomas have a quality playmate with uh, Mike Hoffman to get him going. But I think, you know, again, why I've been harping it's early, it's early, it's early. You can see trends starting, you know, besides the penalties, of course. And one of those trends is maybe Thomas and Hoffman aren't working out as well as in theory. So maybe it might be time to move Hoffman to, say, the O'Reilly Perron line to get those guys going. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I kind of dissed O'Reilly a little bit when we chatted between periods guy, uh, but kind of wondering where he's been. Well, of course, he goes out and scores a goal um, and that Perron had a goal the night before. So but putting Hoffman with that line, that might get everyone re-energized. And uh, um, it feels like we're kind of already at a point, Wags, where we're going to start seeing uh, Craig Berube, the mad scientist, you know, starting to change lines around like, you know, he's wearing his lab coat and he's got his chemistry set in front of him trying to figure out what the right chemistry is on this team because I think there are some chemistry issues. Yeah, there certainly are, and you know, he's always pushed the right buttons when it comes to the moves that he's made with, with the the forwards, the defensive pairings, which goaltender to put in. Uh, you're going to start seeing it. We've seen a little bit of it, uh, you know, not having a Sammy play in the lineup because of suspension first off, but then putting him in there and then out. We're already starting to see a little bit of the juggling, but yeah, having a guy like Mike Hoffman on the third line, trying to force that chemistry with a guy like Robert Thomas, yeah, you're going to give it a try for a week or so, but you have to put him with guys that will actually make him better. And Griffin Young chimes in, I know we actually lost to the Kings feeling all too well. So like I said earlier, Colorado is feeling the pressure a little bit as well. And a Stanley Cup favorite not playing well at this time makes me feel a little bit not better, but okay about where the Blues are at right now. It's really going to be crucial to play Vegas well these next two games. 
Yeah, it, it almost kind of feels like teams like the Blues and the Abs have a little bit of extra pressure on them just because they're expected to, you know, carry the division with Vegas. And uh, the teams like the Kings and the Ducks and the Sharks aren't expected to do anything but, it, you know, be, you know, speed bumps along the way. You know, so those teams have a bit of a chip on their shoulder to the start of the season as well to prove that, hey, we belong too. We play hockey as well. You know, don't demote us to the AHL. Uh, of course, we don't have a you know promotion relegation system here in uh, North America. Uh, for better or worse, I think it'd be interesting uh, to uh, dabble with. But uh, regardless, um, the Blues get to uh, take on Vegas for the next two games, and then they got a two-game set with the Anaheim Ducks. I think that one's in Anaheim. Uh, we will actually be talking to the uh, Quack Report guys uh, once again uh, for Thursday's episode of Blue Notes. Look forward to previewing that. But let's look ahead to Vegas, uh, Guy, and um, – you know, we, we we know the Blues have some issues to start the season that they have to iron out. Penalties, chemistry, Vince Dunn, just in general. Um, but, you know, what, uh, what are you expecting to see uh, against Vegas uh, here in these next two games? Uh, Alex Petrangelo flat on his ass? Yes, agreed. You know, and you know what? That has nothing to do – I love Alex. I really do. He made his choice. Now suffer the consequence. He Some made a lot of choice to flatten him out. Yeah. That's, yeah, but I mean, that's that's there's no ands, ifs, or buts there. Yeah, but, uh, P- Petro didn't make the Lions' choice when he uh, by staying in St. Louis. He. Uh, uh, he, he went to Vegas for the uh, cash and prizes, I guess. Um, Wags, what are you hoping to see out of uh, the Blues against Vegas? I, I just want to see some consistency. Uh, that, that's the big thing for me is consistency, not penalties. But yeah. just inconsistent play from line to line. I mean, the fourth line has been the best line so far this year. Yeah, they're, maybe not they're scoring all the goals, but the, the consistency and the pressure and the cycling and everything that they're doing right now, the fourth line is the best line. I want to see that from all four lines. And I, I really want to see consistency with the defensive pairings as well and just the play of the game. Protect the front of your net. Get the puck out of your zone and then get some offensive pressure. Just consistency. Yeah. Absolutely. And and may I remind you, you know, while we're, you know, plugging articles, I did one for last word on hockey not long after I joined them about how the Blues play against uh, their potential divisional opponents whether it was the West or Central, and one thing I learned is the Blues play up to tough opponents like Vegas, like the Avs. Um, so I'm expecting the Blues to come out firing. Uh, they know that they can't keep squandering points like this. They know they need to get on track. I think Coach Berube will get them back on track. I still have full faith uh, that'll happen. And, of course, we'll have Bennington back in net, so that means uh, we can put away the Xanax when uh, we see Huso starting because, uh, um, you know, you know, Huso himself's probably going to have the yips a little bit after the introduction to the NHL that he has gotten so far alrighty guys well uh, I am actually being waved at right now to uh, like wrap it up and get out of the suite that I'm in here so I think we have to wrap it up here for Blue Notes as well uh, Guy any final thoughts well the, the, my one final thought is you need three points out of Vegas you have to get three points and you need four out of the Ducks but the Ducks just beat Colorado tonight thank you Ducks <laughs> um Let's play simple, hard hockey, and then we're going to be that team. And, you know, remember when someone writes an article, read the whole article and not just the title. 
exactly. And of course, keep it simple, stupid, as you said earlier, kiss. That means making sure your skate blades actually stay on your skates. And if you're Marco Scandella, making sure you stay, uh, keep a hold of your sticks so you don't get penalties when you drop your stick. Uh, Wags, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I agree 100% with Guy and yourself. Just keep it simple, get the points when you can, and stop taking stupid penalties. There you go. Simple, easy, just like that. And it's going to happen, guys, just like that. Um, we hope so, anyway. Yay! All righty. Uh, Guy, go ahead and plug away. Tell us uh, what you got working on STL Fan Reports uh, or the Blue Note Fan Report. Plug away. Where can, where can we find your stuff? Well, first of all, for the Blue Note Fan Report, I'm going more live than recorded shows. My hard drive shit the bed on me, and Aww. I lost everything. So oh. I'm trying to get that remedied. So I'm going more live. And I want to do more. If you're at the game, I want to do more of those uh, intermission reports. I thought they were absolutely wonderful tonight. Uh, I thought we had really good chemistry going, unlike the Blues. And <laughs> got a few articles I'm working on. Um, you know, maybe I'm not the best at writing titles. But understand, under the gun doesn't mean that someone's going to get fired. It means that they're under heavy pressure. And people didn't understand that, but that's what the article was about. I'm going to do weekly uh, wrap-ups on all four divisions. I'm going to try and keep that going. And uh, maybe a little bit about the game tonight. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. And I want to thank you for uh, helping us out here on Blue Notes, as you always do, and uh, coming on live here tonight for some uh, special uh, recap. And, of course, we'll be back with the Aloha commentary and everything that you do for us uh, next week. Uh, thank you so much, Guy. Uh, Wags, thanks for manning the controls tonight while I am uh, away. And um, I will. Uh, we will be back to kind of a more of a normal uh, episode on Thursday and beyond. Of course, if I'm still at these games on Sunday nights you know i will uh uh be glad to be uh, live here and just kind of help bring you back into enterprise center because i know you can't be here you know those are you that are listening and watching right now so that's one reason i've been kind of taking photos and doing those live videos that i've been doing just to kind of bring you back into a place that i know you all want to go back to so much so um i'm blessed to be here and i'm blessed to have you guys uh, listening and watching and uh, on that note, that'll do it for Blue Notes. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there is no me, there is no Wags, there is no Guy, and there is no Blue Notes. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Jeremy Boyer, play us out.
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.